the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And, you know, I was thinking, I was been reading the book of Romans again, and the book of Romans is such an important book. Uh, we get the Romans road to salvation straight from from the book of Romans, and there's so much great things that we learn. One of my favorite verses, 828, is there, for we know, and I'm sure you're, you're finishing the verse as, as you're driving down the road. But there's another verse that kind of caught my attention today, and it's found in, in chapter 6 and in verse uh, 3. It asks, it asks a, a, a question that I think is so good, and we need to ask ourselves this question, or have you forgotten Verse 3 of chapter 6 says that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him to the death for we for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And here's the great part. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father, now we also may live new lives. So I don't know what it is you're going through, but there is a struggle every day for our soul. There is a struggle every day for our future. There is a struggle every day for our children, for the plans and the dreams that God has given you. And I want to remind you by asking you, asking you this question, or have you forgotten? Have you forgotten that the power of God is living in you, that the spirit of God is in you? The blood of Jesus has been has been shed for you. So don't forget who you are. And walk under that power of God. Praise the Lord. I hope you receive that today. And today I have the, the privilege of being joined in studio uh, with the pastor of Medical Center Baptist Church. And I say this often. I say this almost every time you've heard me say this. I say I, I, I appreciate the men and women that preach all across this nation. They travel the world and they preach to multitudes. And then they jump on a plane and, and they preach to in another country. And I appreciate them. Many of us heard, heard the gospel by way of these preachers. I know in my personal family, uh, it was, it was a, an evangelist by the name of Shambach that preached to us in, in the Bronx, New York, and my parents were saved, and I was born uh, into, a, into a Christian home. And so I appreciate these men and women, but there's a special place in my heart when we talk about those local men and women, that they don't jump on a plane, they, they, they stay there, we bump into them at the local supermarket, and when we're doing our stuff, and you know what, when we're in the hospital, uh, we don't call Shambag and we don't call <laughs> we don't call the national people. We call our local pastor. And, and and today this is what this program is about. And like I said, we have we have Pastor Darwin with us today. 
and he is the senior pastor of Medical Center Baptist Church. Pastor, thank you for coming out and being with us today. Man, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Uh, one thing, I, I, want, I want San Antonio to be able to know you and to be able to know who you are. So tell me something. Uh, how, how, where, where are you from? Are you a San Antonian? Are you a PK? Where were you born? How did you get here? What part of town are you? Well, tell me something about you. How much time do we have to tell the story? <laughs> I'm originally from a small town uh, north of here, Temple, Texas. Temple, Texas. Yes. Right. But, but yes, I am a, a PK's kid. Yeah. Uh, I was raised by my, my grandparents, and my grandfather was a pastor. Uh, he served up under a pastor. As a matter of fact, he was that pastor's uh, first convert really? way back in 1952. Member number one. Yeah. <laughs> so they, him and my grandmother, they were the first two converts, and he stayed, you know, working in that ministry and church for years and years until God called him out, you know, to, to pastor a uh, flock. And part of that flock was was with your life then. Yes, yes. Well, I, I was I was raised up in that church, and then uh, much older when when he got called out to pastor. But we were we were raised up in church. Uh, I used to make the joke that it seemed like every time we leave the church, it's time to go back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we we you know we was often in church and so forth, and raised up in the ways of the Lord. And everything. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people today, like our children perhaps, don't understand that church was seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Twice on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, tell me now, you, you went to school, you gave your heart, you grew up in church. And so you, you did you have a moment when it was like that conversion time? You know, where you had that memorable moment, even though you grew up in church. And I, I, tell, I tell the church a lot of times, I, I was born in the third pew. My mom was pregnant, and, you know, she gave birth to me right in church. That's how, <laughs> that's how I feel, you know, because it was all the time in church, my, my, my earliest memories. You know, so how, how was that conversion moment for you? I, I had to be, I was uh, 13 years old, mm-hmm. and I can remember that I first, I, that was when I first understood what it was to need forgiveness of sins yes. and then to be able to, to believe and receive for the forgiveness of sins. Because I thought being in church and doing what my grandparents said, you know, put me in a pretty good place. But when I came to the understanding that I was a sinner mm. and I needed the forgiveness of sins and that the blood of Jesus and he died for my sins, when I understood that, and believed it. It was at that point, 13 years old. 13 years old. You made mm-hmm. a decision yes, uh, to give your heart over to Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then, and then you're growing up a, a, a Christian teenager now. Yes. You know, and so how does, that, how does that transition into the call, into where you feel now that God is calling you into ministry? Did that happen early? Did, this is, is this uh, a second career for you? How, how does that transition into you becoming a pastor? No, it it actually after the conversion and growing up, I took a detour. Did you in my life? Yeah, yes. Um, I knew better, but something happened in my life a couple of years after that, and it and it broke me on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I took a detour. My my grandfather, in fact, used to call me the modern day Jonah. 
Yeah. Because even at conversion at that time, I, I had a sense of a call, but was too young to understand what that meant. Right. And so I took a, a detour and entered into a life of rebellion. And it was it would be years later before I came back. Well, this is breaking news here today that uh, that a pastor man of God did not live a perfect life. And uh, <laughs> and and he, and had I had a detour, you know. And so, you know, uh, something that I'm that I'm talking about recently. Matter of fact, uh, just this week we're talking about in church about brokenness and how God uses brokenness. And even uh, the Bible says, "I'm near to the broken, and, uh-huh. and a, a broken and contrite heart I will by no means reject." And so, the brokenness in our lives are are areas where God is attracted to. People may be unattracted to our brokenness, right. which is why we hide it a lot of times. Right. Uh, but God is attracted to that broken place in our lives. And sometimes we, we, we need to, unfortunately, have that detour so that we could be able to come back and say, okay, God, I need you. Right. You know, how do, how do you feel about that? Well, actually, the brokenness came when I was uh, 15. I yeah. had met my biological father for the mm. first time. A few years prior to that, but we never really just because he was always on the go established a strong relationship. But I was still excited because I got to know who my biological father was. So every time he would come into town, they would tell me he was in town. I drop everything that I'm doing and go wherever he was. Well, you know, that that brought some kind of hope to me that, man, my dad is here. We're going to do this and do that. And we got I had a lot of dreams. And then he all of a sudden died. Wow. And when he died and left, something snapped inside of me. And so I was pretty much, if, if I if I may say, fatherless. Yeah. And. When I went through my rebellious period and so forth, it was at a point where I could just feel the hand of God pulling me and letting me know that I am a father to the fatherless. Wow. You know. Wow. Why don't you why don't you say something? I mean, could you could you unpack that a little bit? That is something so close to you, so personal, but something that so many people need to hear. Need to need to know that they are not alone. There is there is hope, mm-hmm. even though they may have been looking to a person to be their savior. They may have been looking to a job to get them out. They may have been looking for something uh, materialistic that would deliver them from where they where they want to get out of. But in reality, the only one that can deliver us is God himself. And he uses these these situations to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until your father died that he revealed himself as as a true father figure to you. Mm-hmm. Could you unpack it, that a little it bit? Would, it would be years down the road yeah. before I really got a grasp and a, a hold on that. But I can remember what happened then, and I can remember as time went along, how as God showed me, how he actually protected me and Mm -hmm. how he watched over me and how even then when I was hurt and broken, how he was there. Uh, Something real uh, ironic. uh, I shouldn't use ironic, but the other day I was on Facebook and I seen somebody that had been sharing the same exact circumstance that I went through at the age of 15 about having had their father in their lives. And then he just all of a sudden 
just uh, was gone, you know, passed away. And 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 this individual's very broken over, you know, having lost a dad. It, and, you know, like all hope is gone. Right. That's how I felt then. Yeah. And as I read the testimony, well, not the testimony, but I read this person sharing their heart and their pain of what they were going through, experiencing that circumstance. I began to weep because I could totally relate to what that person uh, was going through and felt. And so I just shared with them that you're not alone, that uh, uh, God is with you. It was God that enabled us. I say us because I I've had to learn the same thing, us to experience and have the memories that we did have. Mm-hmm. And though my time was short with my earthly father, he gave me a lifetime of memories to hold on to. Yeah. And that came from my heavenly father. Yes. And so I encouraged her in that. <clears throat> wow. And so you're listening to AM630, The Word, the Church of the Week program. Uh, my name is Marcus Burgos, and I'm here with Pastor Darwin Lowe of Medical Center Baptist Church. And, Pastor, now let's, let's transition to, to the church. Uh, where, where are you located? We are located on 7015 Wurzbach Road in San Antonio, Texas, zip code seven eight. Two four zero. Give me, give me a uh, a a landmark. What's close to there? Is there is there something that when we're driving to church, we can say, "Oh yeah, the church is around here because of this this restaurant or this." Uh, what, what's around there? Well, I can't say McDonald's because that's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but we we're located just just right out right outside the medical center area. Ah, okay, where all the hospitals. Yeah, yeah. are. Okay. Yes, sir. And uh, Sunday morning, you have your service at nine thirty. Nine thirty a.m. Nine thirty in the morning. Tell me, what is it? What is it like uh, going to church at at the Medical Center Baptist Church? What well, is that experience like? One thing I can say is that you can sense uh, the love. You're, it's mm. very welcoming. Matter of fact, it, at one portion of the service, we have a time where. You know, the the worship team just play music and everybody that's in the church just go across the aisles and up and down the aisles meeting and greeting one another. Oh, man, that's so beautiful. So you, 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 you feel very welcome. You know, and I've always, I've always felt that that's what a church should be, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what size, large or small, that it should, it should be family. There should be relationship. The church should be a hub for relationships mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we may, you know, Whoever goes, goes. We, we, we can't dictate who comes and who goes, but that we should be able to enter into some type of relationship and caring and be able to shake somebody's hand, be yes, able to sir. smile. Yes, sir. And, and be able to encourage someone and, and then sit down, worship the Lord and hear a word from God. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, so Sunday morning at, at 930 in the morning and then there's a Bible study. Your Bible study is on Thursdays. Uh, we have a Thursday Bible study. Yes, sir. 630 p.m. Do you do you give the Bible study? I, I do the Bible studies yeah. on Thursday. What are we talking about uh, in, in currently? We're in the Book of Mark right now. Right. We started the Book of Mark probably four months ago, and I think we're still in the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you doing like a verse by verse, or or are you kind of a higher up and just breaking down the 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 the, the chapter? It is a verse by verse. But a lot of times when, when we're in Bible study, we can be on a particular verse and it, it, it just never fails. Somebody in there will be touched or can relate 
to something mm-hmm. in one of the verses. And and the Bible study is uh, probably pretty much an hour, hour, 15 minutes, and we just run with it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So so there is participation. I mean, somebody does say, hey, pastor, this is what I feel. Is it is it like that? Well, yes, sir. Okay. Um, it's 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 open discussion. Yeah. You know, it's I, I just kind of, you know, facilitate and guide yes. through the verses of Scripture. And then I might ask a question or somebody else may have uh, ask a question about something that they don't understand or something that kind of touched the spot in their heart. And, and we just go with it. We try to allow the spirit to lead. So let me ask you another question. That, that's excellent, by the way, uh, to be able to to have not just sit there and, and, and listen, but to participate mm-hmm. in, in the Bible study. I think that's a great that's a great thing to do because uh, that encourages people to read their Bible. Yes, sir. Not just come to church and listen to, to, to someone read it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now on, on Sundays, let me ask you, let me ask you this. If, I, if I'm going to church on Sunday mornings, uh, do I do I need to have my bow tie and my three piece suit? You know, my shiny shoes. How how uh, how how is it when I go to church? No, sir. Uh, I, I like something that one of the members said here recently. You know, we don't we don't look at people for the way they dress mm-hmm. or whether they got tattoos or earrings or anything like that. Just come. Just Amen. come. Just come. And, and, and we believe that God is there and he's meeting the needs of the people through his word, through yeah. worship. And we believe that anybody that steps in through that door, he can meet their need. And uh, tell me something. I want I want to open up the mic. You're in front of the mic. I want you to invite San Antonio uh, to worship with you on Sunday Medical Center Baptist Church. Just just go in and invite them. All right, that's San Antonio. Uh, I want to invite you, Pastor Lowe, to join us Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. for our Sunday morning worship. Again, you're welcome. You don't have to have a suit on. You don't have to have fancy fancy shoes. You don't have to know a whole lot. Just come and worship with us. Uh, we want you to feel welcome and, and loved by God uh, and just be encouraged and strengthened. Uh, to know that that God uh, desires to have a relationship and walk with you. Uh, thank you. You're listening to AM630, The Word, and this is the Church of the Week. My name is Marcus, and I'm here with the Senior Pastor of Medical Center Baptist Church, Pastor Darwin Lowe. And, and Pastor Lowe, I want to I go back to something, uh, mm-hmm. because part of your testimony, when, when you said that your, your, father, your father passed, you had him for such a brief period, and when you had him, it was, it was, it was not all the time. And and there there seems to be a, a moment of of even hopelessness when he when he passed, mm-hmm. and how how God was was there for you. I want to I want to revisit. I think I think hopelessness is such a, a a a an open door that leads to so many other issues in in life. If if you have hope, you will avoid depression. You know, if right. if you if you lack hope, depression is knocking at the door. Mm-hmm. You know, so. How 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 did you deal with that hopelessness? How did you deal with that? How was that struggle uh, for you in that time? How did the Lord minister to you in in that in that time of your life? Uh, I was I was uh, I was broken, and I was trying to find different ways to you know to to sedate that yes that that brokenness. And after everything failed. 
I, I was able to, by the grace of God, recall what I had been raised to know. You know, that the Lord, my grandmother, she would always pray. And in her prayers, she would she would tell the Lord, you know, Lord, be our help and be our strength. For there is no other help that we know. Mm -hmm. And I could just I could just hear those words in my mind. There is no other help that we know. And and I I cried out to the Lord, God, help me, help me. I'm hurting. I'm 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 going through. Uh, everything that I put my hands to, it, it falls apart. I find myself in places that were never meant to be. You mm-hmm. didn't call me to be in this place where I am now. This is not where you called me to be. I'm not, I shouldn't be here. And and the Lord just put it in my heart and spirit to know you're right. And you don't have to be there, you know. So he he is there. The scripture says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's right. And he never left. I had times where I'd done things that I I couldn't tell nobody, Mm -hmm. shamed of and so forth. But God was there all the time. And, you know, today there may be someone listening. And perhaps you're listening today and you're, you're praying for someone. You're praying for a child that you invested into and now they're they're living a different lifestyle they're doing something that you know in your heart is not right the bible says to train up a child mm-hmm. in the way that he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it and that that's a seed that that word is a seed yes. and that seed will grow and that and that that tree will give fruit you know but it, it it's going to require the the steadfast prayer, the, the prayer the, the, of the righteous availeth much. And there's something about when parents pray and when oh, grandparents yeah. oh, and yeah. grandma and grandma mm-hmm. prays and mom prays. There's something about that. I, 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 my opinion is that God hears those prayers. Yes. And he answered those prayers. And so where, wherever you are, maybe, Pastor, you can, you can talk to that in, in, a, in a minute and, and encourage. Don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit. Because if somebody would have quit on you, mm-hmm. you would not be here today. Right, right. But but grandma didn't quit on you and God didn't quit on you. That word didn't quit on you. You were arrested. You mm-hmm. were living the fool, but you were arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I uh, as you were saying that uh, I was I was thinking about one circ- one situation with my grandfather and I had gone home. I had, you know, been out there and was just trying to get myself together and had gone home and. A lot of the a lot of the kids, grandkids, children alike, sometimes were reluctant to go to grandpa with anything because you know you were gonna get a sermon along uh-huh, with it. Yeah. If you went to go borrow ten dollars, you're gonna get a <laughs> message with it. And so I went I went home and and my grandfather didn't say anything for a time. But then he began to try to, you know, to tell me and my heart still wasn't completely in the right place because mm-hmm. I didn't want to receive correction. The scriptures say that he who uh, uh, despises or casts off correction is is out of the way. His heart is not in the right place. And he began to, to share things with me and try to speak into my life. And I just 
I just threw my hands up in there. Oh, man, I'm tired. I don't want to hear no more of this. And I ran out the door. But if you know my grandfather, he was a man who always had to have the last word. Mm -hmm. So after I slammed the door, he came behind me and opened the door. Before I could slam the door, get to the car, and he said, you might not want to hear what I got to say to you, but you can't stop me from praying for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That is a powerful testimony. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's powerful. You, you can't, they, they can't stop you from praying. And I want to I encourage you, Mom. I want to encourage you, Dad. Maybe right now your heart is bleeding. Your heart is, is crying for your children. For, for your nephews, for your grandchildren, for those people you've been praying for, perhaps for a husband and, or, or for a wife. You know what? Don't stop praying. Right. Don't stop praying. Don't quit. Don't quit. If you don't quit, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. You're going to win. We've read the back of the book. We, we know how this thing we ends. We win. Yes, sir. You know, but we, got, we have to be faithful because God is faithful mm -hmm. and he is not faithful to a person. He is not faithful. The Bible says he, he is no respecter right. of persons, right? But right. God is faithful to his word. Yes. And yes. what does his word say? His yes. word says, if my people who are called by my name should humble themselves and pray and turn mm -hmm. from their wicked ways, right? We all know that passage then. Right. You know, there's the if, the opening of the, of the opportunity, and, and, and then the, the then that will say, uh, this is my part, then I will hear from heaven. Mm -hmm. And so let's give, let's give God the opportunity to do the miraculous still in our lives, to save our children, to, to keep them well, to heal the body, to do what he, what it's in his will to do. Uh -huh. Let's give him that opportunity by being faithful to God's word. Right. 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 Won't you right. One, one more time, Pastor? We're about right. we're about to close. But won't you, you, you say to San Antonio to come out to church? Yeah. Come on, San Antonio uh, and, and worship with us at Medical Center Baptist Church. We're located at 7015 Wordsbach Road. We start service 930 a.m. on Sunday morning. We Thank you, San Antonio. You. And we uh, God bless you. And come to church on Sunday, Medical Center Baptist Church, their website, mcbcsa.com. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.